everyone. This is Nick Castle, better known as The Shape. And you are listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And Greg, I'm right out your window. out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that firmly believes everyone deserves at least one good scare my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're looking forward to the <laughs> most wonderful time of the year <laughs> as we look to the films and events coming up at screenland with our annual shocktober preview and whether or not you actually enjoy being scared, you can listen to our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your spooky hole. <laughs> and of course, you can find us being spooky on social media. We're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk, and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And again, it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and shocking shenanigans. <laughs> and as this episode is releasing on Friday, September 24th, all you have to do is go to screenland.com and they've got your spooky, shocky shenanigans taken care of indoors, outdoors, and virtually. And as this episode, the, the day this episode releases... Our latest Friday Night Fright. Ooh. We're getting classy. Extra classy. I, which is kind of shocking, considering normally the films we bring... You know what? No, it's not. No, we run the gambit. There's yes, we the, do. We've had class, and we've had trash, and we had everything in between. And now we are getting and continuing our celebration of... Latino uh, horror. Heritage. Yeah. Absolutely. With Guillermo del Toro's Crimson Peak. I'm looking forward to this one because I missed it on its original run, and I haven't seen it yet. And I love Del Toro movies. It's and I've seen that for me as well. Mm -hmm. And I think the main reason is because I he heard I heard people like, "Oh, this movie is boring and slow, and it's not like Del Toro." But if you look at it, it's Del Toro's hammer. Mm -hmm. It's Del Toro's hammer, and there wasn't like overtly craziness. It was all about setting the gothic feel and the setting of the dread. And Doug Jones is in it, so Boom. you know you can't go wrong with the Doug Jones Del Toro collab. Loki is in it, correct? Yep. Uh -huh. um, Alice from Alice in Wonderland is in it. Jessica Chastain, I believe, is also in it. Is she? I believe so. It's it's okay. got a number of people that you're gonna. Oh, oh yeah. Well, and it's it's Del Toro. It's Del Toro. You can't go wrong with Del Toro. No, you really can't. Uh, I don't think I've seen a bad Del Toro movie. I've never seen a non-entertaining Del Toro movie. Yes. You know, yes. he's definitely divisive in a number of ways, but the man is a fanboy through and through. And he loves his monsters. And bonus points for uh, being part of the McPoyle family. <laughs> exactly. Well. Anytime you can go from a McPoyle to, like, directing Hammer Horror. Yeah. He's Bring me his eyes! He's living a good life. Let's just say that. Now, um, the other repertory screenings that are going to be going on that weekend... And a movie that I saw in the theater back in 94, I believe, when it came out, uh, but I have not really watched it from start to finish since then. How long has it been since you've seen Natural Born Killers? Holy shit. I watched that movie like 
when it came out on I thought it was one of the better best things since sliced bread, you know? Especially like oh Tarantino and Oliver Stone. I haven't seen it probably maybe since the 90s, Yep. but I remember seeing it at least six, seven times. And that's just it. I saw it a lot back in the day because I, much like a lot of us at that stage, we were all Tarantino addicts. Yeah. Oh, ooh, we're watching cinema. Yeah. <laughs> and it's well, Oliver Stone, so it's classy. It's conspiracy cocaine-fueled cinema. Uh, and honestly, the best part about it, especially just little bits and pieces, is Tommy Lee Jones in the yeah, movie. Yeah, with his weird-ass duck tail. Yes. He's the only thing I didn't like about that movie is I didn't necessarily care to see, one, Ronnie Dangerfield in that light, and two, the death of Edie McClure. I never want to see Edie McClure get dispatched. No, that was probably the, my first run-in uh, knowing what cognitive dissonance felt like because I'm like, no, it's 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 rapping Rodney. It's Rodney. Why is he oh, he no. definitely doesn't deserve any respect in this movie. Does not no he does not. So I'm I'm gonna try to make it out for that one because I do kind of want to see that up on the big screen again. But then the other film that they're doing for a repertory screening, and this is another one I did see in the theater as well. And actually, I had the chance to introduce this movie to the goth gangster princess Jill Gavargazion, which was awesome. We sat down and watched Election. Nice. Have you have you has it been a while since you've seen it? It's been a minute. I remember Pick Flick, and I remember you're kind of an asshole, Ferris. Oh, my goodness. It definitely takes everything that you're familiar with with Matthew Broderick and flips it on its head. But Reese Witherspoon in that is just so goddamn good. I'm down to pick flick again. Absolutely, absolutely. So check that out. Now, of course, we've got some um, new films that are still playing, including, I believe, no, Malignant actually ran its course. But Rats. I was going to say, go see Malignant. Go see it. <laughs> there are a number of films that you can definitely check out. But outdoors, uh, if you're not feeling indoors yet, on Friday the 24th, um, another movie that it's actually no within the last few years I've seen it, but it was a it was a quote along at the draft house back in the day. Uh, but Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Nee. That was probably one of my first introductions to Monty Python, and I fell in love with it. I thought just the reverent humor of it, the whole like British mad capery of it, the the cartoons, the rabbit. I think the more you get into like Western civilization and actually take a Western Civ class, you can really appreciate more of the Simpsons and Monty Python. Absolutely. Because they operate at such a high level. Oh, when I'm your king. I didn't vote for you. Oh, that That's a smart joke, and it's hilarious. It's perfect. What still kills me to this day, though, is the bunny. And the initial, With the shot of nasty teeth. The initial time when it shoots across the screen. With the bring, with the sting music. It's so funny. You see, look! Yeah, right. <laughs> Call him Tim. But then on Saturday, and I've seen that for me, which some people wouldn't be upset per se, but they're going to go, you haven't seen Empire Records, Greg? I haven't seen it either. Really? So you... I know all about it. I can tell you. I, it's a total. I've seen that. Yeah. I can say, oh, Ethan Embry, you know, it's, it's got Liv Tyler and... It, it's Rex Manning Day. It's Rex Manning Day. Wait. I have seen it. Because it's got uh, Robin Tierney in it. Yeah, she shaves and her she head. Shaves her. I have seen it. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. It just hasn't, it just didn't stick with me like it did a lot of people. I don't know if I was too old for it. I think we probably hit that age where we were wanting to not necessarily watch these high school High school films. movies, We were right? getting bigger and better. Uh, but I, I know it is. Beloved. Beloved. Yes, Hell, there's many. a Rex Manning thing. 
in it, front of Screenland. But Screenland, about 10 feet away from us. <laughs> so make sure to check that. That's going to be on Saturday the 25th. Now, of course, if you're not in the Kansas City area and you would like to support Screenland from afar, it is very easy. Uh, you can go to ScreenlandOnline.com where they have a number of films that you can rent. Or if you're feeling saucy, you can become a member of their film family by going to patreon.com slash screenland where they offer a number of perks, including several watch parties that we are actually part of. In fact, our next Shutter shout-out will be on the 25th. A big old heap of hooper. Oh, my goodness. We're going to give a lot of love to one Tobey Hooper, and we're going to be streaming off of Shutter, Poltergeist. Yes. And... And Life Force! Fuck yeah, Life Force! Man alive, I'm telling you. Out of all the movies we've seen, out of all the ones we did, one of the best effects of all time is Matilda May. Mm-hmm. She is. She puts the special in special effects because <laughs> she is probably one of the most feminine presences I ever felt. And how much? How much? Overtly. <laughs> now those two films are streaming on Shutter, but if you would like some extra content that includes a customized pre-show, introduction, trailer reels and post-film discussion, just head on over to patreon.com/screenland where we have that. It's basically we like to say it's the um the Nightmare Junkhead, the home game. The home yeah, game. The home game. Play along at home. But hey, genius, if I am talking film family and Patreon, e- Bellies. We have our own little weird little film family going on a Patreon. And I would like to give a, spe- a special shout out to some of our film family members, uh, Joel, Lauren, Diana, and Dustin, as they were able to make it out to our latest Carpenter Fest. Rad. Now, for some of you, some of you might be listening and go, well, yeah, I, I remember seeing that one asshole with the beard, but where's the other asshole with the beard? Genius, unfortunately, life happened that life day. Life happened that day, and but everything is okay. That was the biggest thing. Yes. I got a text from you, and Amita's like, oh, no. And I was like, okay, we got to do some solo stuff here, but uh, thoughts were with you and everything. You know, I try not to miss anything. I'm a very show must go on, and like... When I have to miss Carpenter oh. Fest, I was just like, ah. Well, and the, uh, to be fair, we've seen, we've all. seen them all. We've hosted them all. We, in fact, um, the lineup this year was we did the Apocalypse trilogy, mm-hmm. and we went chronologically. So we started with a thing, went into Prince of Darkness, and then closed within the Mouth of Madness. Which that's that is the film you close with. Absolutely, that theater. is the film you close within the theater. <laughs> and. A few years ago at Carpenter Fest, which still is probably my favorite one, when we did Assault, Prince of Darkness, and In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. And again, number of people, probably a third of the audience seen the thing for the first time. Really? That's great. It was really good. But Prince of Darkness and In the Mouth of Madness, probably a good 75% first timers. Perfect. It played pretty freaking well. Um, but that, of course, uh, stuff that we have. Blah, blah, That's not in my notes here. Uh, But I will say, if you do become a member of our film family, you will have access, depending on your tier, we had a chance to watch and talk and try to process James Wan's Malignant. I'm still processing, and I'm still down for it. I I watched it again. I actually came here on the big... On the big screen, uh, this is not a spoiler per se, but on the big screen, you know how you said, well, let's say something feature? Uh Uh-huh. Uh, it makes it so obvious. On this, your TV's great. You've got a 
huge TV, good sound system. Yeah. Like we were far away from It's so clear of what this movie is at the beginning when you're oh, like, Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's rad. It's rad. A divisive film. So if you'd like to hear our thoughts, because well, we both loved it. We both loved it. But if you would like to hear that and join our little film family, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. And, and eventually we're going to get out the uh, commentary. Oh, Actually, the commentary for this month will come out on Monday, next Monday. And again, let's just say it's a it's a fan of feline, feline, feline. <laughs> and we're gonna be a badass sir and a god. <laughs> the problem with that commentary I can already tell is just us quoting the thing from front to back, which or, is not the purpose of a commentary. Or us going completely silent during a certain scene so we can just absorb it all in. I might go to the other side of the room, potentially. I don't know yet. I don't know. <laughs> I guess this is probably not making people wanting to. They're like, are you guys just going to be weird on the commentary? Aren't we weird on all of them? Yeah. I mean, come on now. If you're listening, you know. Stay, you know. Staying on brand. Right. Staying exactly. Brand. We, we, <laughs> we got a shtick, damn it. And we're sticking to it. <laughs> it's worked this long. Let's just keep rolling with it at this point. Well, you know what has worked for quite some time, genius? Mm-hmm. Shocktober. Oh, but before we go into Shocktober, <gasps> do not forget oh? on October 2nd. Oh, oh, we'll get into that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll that's gonna come in. It's okay. not part of Shocktober. It's October adjacent. Oh, it will we'll talk about it, don't you? Oh, come on now. Come on. I got you. I got you. But no, Shocktober, October here at Screenland. Yes, 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 yes. The tenth year now. It's it great. has been put on. And it gets better and better every year. Now, normally we do have Adam Roberts with us, uh, the co-owner of Screenland, co-founder of the Panic Film Festival, co-host of the Nightmare Hour podcast, general f- true friend of the podcast. But he had some adult responsibilities going on. Yes, some some big adult responsibilities. Council some, work. Some councilman, some council city work. So he couldn't join us, unfortunately. And quite honestly, the episode that should be coming out the day this releases was going to be the Crimson Peak episode, but... Mm-hmm. We're pulling an audible. We, life life happens. happens. It, it happened, and thankfully, <clears throat> I am entrusted with the great partner that is Genius McGee that is like, you're as flexible as like Jane Fonda back in the day, my friend. Like, it is impressive. It is impressive. I try to be. It's, it's, it's all the, like, stretching. <laughs> Actually, God help me, I had to go to uh, urgent care um, a few weeks ago because of my issue here. They gave me actually a pamphlet for geriatric stretching because I'm just so like a bunch of like twisted nerves and just. So you got to do like me. I, I don't think I can, man. That like couple of cracks that, a day keeps the the thing away. It, it it hurts my soul when you do that. People have told me that it hurts them physically when they hear me do that, and I'm it's like, terrifying. if I don't, I'm like, oh, can I just get stiff if I don't crack my neck? It's. It, more power to you, my friend. More power to you. But the 10th year of Shocktober, where Screenland basically tries to make sure that every day of the month in October, you have access to a scary movie. Mm-hmm. Be it indoor, outdoor, what have you. Hard R, Hard. rated PG. Family friendly, mm-hmm. gateway uh, to some of the uh, international fair. Some beloved classics to deep deep cuts and that's what i love about it is ideally there is something for every kind of horror fan out there mm-hmm. and what i like we said we always look forward to october because it's the time when the normies come and play with us exactly 
where you know at work they're going to come up and say, "Genius, what scary movie should I watch?" Well, let me tell you. <laughs> and if you are feeling brave, and again, you don't even have to feel brave because Screenland's done everything and then some for COVID protocols here. Mm-hmm. But and they're going to have new chairs. Oh. Theater 1 and 2 are getting a facelift. Yes, and it's going to be rad. I can't wait. So excited it, for that. We Not to say that we got a little bit of peek behind the curtain, yeah. but we get a little peek behind the curtain, and it's going to be rad. Well, this is going to be the best theater in town. I already is the best theater in town. It's going to be the most comfortable theater in town. That's what we're talking about. And I am going to be super comfortable all the month of October. Now, what we, do, we usually do here is we go basically week by week to kind of let you know what you can expect during that week, Mm film-wise, share our thoughts on it. And this year's a little bit different. In fact, technically... Now it's time for Nerdoween, Nerdoween, Nerdoween. Now it's time for Nerdoween Super 7 Cinema. That's right, kids. Go to Screenland and come get your tickets and celebrate the kickoff October with us with three mystery horror movies with at least one big scene all revolving around the movie theater. So come and get meta in the movie theater while watching movies about movie theaters. Grab your mask, kids. That's right. It's October. It's time. It's time. I'll never ask you to stop that, my friend. <laughs> we are officially kicking off Shocktober with our seventh Nerdoween horror movie marathon. I'm so excited that we get to kick off year 10. Yes. That's rad as shit. And it's because this month is so packed with content. We normally... Do in the middle. Yeah, middle to the end there. And I actually like this because it really opened up my month for me. Same. Same. <laughs> uh, but we, again, three films that I know... Two of them are going to be first-timers for you. Mm -hmm. And the third one's going to be, I haven't seen that in like 20 years. Yes, yes. And so that's kind of the beauty of everything. There's Every now and again, we'll usually try to program something that's going to be a first-time viewing for one of us. Mm -hmm. Or both. And in this case, the last film we're closing will be a first-timer, which is crazy because that means we haven't really vetted it. We haven't vetted it. So we'll vouch for the first two. (laughs) Absolutely. But we'll see what comes. But again, uh, we will have our annual costume contest, prizes, all sorts of good shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And I know technically tickets are selling fast. So make yeah. sure to go to screenland.com to pick those up because October 1st, the 7th Nerd Ween. Now, the repertory screenings, then the re- remainder of the week, there are some of these I guarantee I know I'm going to see you at. Mm-hmm. But there's one in particular I know I'm not going to see you at. If it's what I think it is, you are definitely not going to fucking see me there. Yeah, no, fuck all that. Any 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 Ari Aster film, I will not. I'm all about the show must go on unless it's Ari Aster. You're on your own, dude. Well, I guarantee, I'm going to seek it out again. It's been a while since I've watched Hereditary. I really enjoyed it. I know this is like the one of the few filmmakers and films for the most part that I know we don't really aren't see side mm-hmm. eye to eye. I'll be I'll be up and honest. I despise Ari Aster and everything he fucking stands for. You need to lay down on the couch, my friend. We're gonna And talk well man, it's it. here the thing. It's like, oh you gotta see it four or five times, maybe really good and appreciate it. First of all, I've seen it twice. I seen both of his trash in, in the theater twice. Right, the opinions expressed by Genius McGee are of Genius McGee alone, not necessarily shared by Screenland or Shocktober. Right, I've seen both of his trash ass <laughs> movies twice in the theater, and I was, and I was like, okay, because you know, I'm all if I don't like a movie the first time, I, I'll eventually see it again and see if I'm reevaluate. I did it with It Follows. It's still not my favorite, but I appreciate it a lot more. Yeah. Same thing with Blair Witch, right? 
I've seen these two. I've seen both Midsummer and Hereditary twice in the theater, and it was almost like it comes at night. It pissed me off more the second time. And, oh, you just don't get it. No, I fucking got it. I just didn't like what I got. And then go back to your jump scares or your James Wan movies. First of all, fucking fine, I will, because Malignant was tight as shit. And second of all, what, I can't like jump scares and schlock and yet also like like artistic art house horror? Fuck yourself. Because, like, again, the opinions stressed by Genius and McGee are of me and myself alone. If you don't think a person can be well-rounded where they can't appreciate jump scares and schlock and art house horror, how many times have I gone to bat for fucking Blackcut's daughter or Many Mandy times. or Relic or all these different like think pieces mm-hmm. and I'm like I like that I love that shit but I also love B-grade you can it is possible to be a well-rounded horror individual and if you think you have to like one and not the other get your head out of your ass and stop insulting other fucking horror fans it pisses me off and I'm off my soapbox back to Shocktober fuck Hereditary fuck Ari Aster fuck Shelley well let's go into something that you will <laughs> Probably not be F-worthy. Uh, this is a movie actually I saw a few years ago at Terror Tuesday for the first time. Um, have you ever seen Mario Bava's Blood and Black Lace? No, but it's on my list. It's one of my giallo um, blind spots. It's, 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 it's what you think it is. It's kind of like a pieces. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's brutal. It's set in the fashion world, which is actually kind of cool. So a lot of dream logic shit going it's, on? It's good stuff. It's, nice. And it's, it's Beautiful, and I've really grown to appreciate Bava's movies more here within the last probably three years or so. Is it Bava Suspiria? I could make it work with that. That right. actually it wouldn't be a bad double feature, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that would actually I, work pretty well. I like Italian cinema. I've li- I've like it a lot. Now we've we've definitely expanded our palettes internationally with that. But then from the year, and I believe that came out in '63. And then another film that is playing that week from the year of 1968, which is another one that probably the people that dig Hereditary and uh, would probably appreciate this one, but Rosemary's Baby will be playing. La, 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 la. What did she do to his eyes? And that's another one. um, The last time I saw it was in the theater, and it was actually introducing Amy to it for the first time. So this was a long time ago that I saw it. But it's still powerful, and it's just, and again, now that I'm older, I appreciate it more, because it was a movie that back in the day I I thought was boring. Oh, yeah, me too. I like, this is boring. If it's about the devil, yeah. and it's, it, what's, what's going on? And what's all these old people? Right. Why, why aren't they naked? <laughs> but now, knowing, and Ruth Gordon is just amazing. The Cassavetes are awesome in that movie. It's ridiculous. The fucking Cassavetes rock in that movie. It's And it's a weird movie to say that it's it's not fun. No. At all. But there's funny moments in it. And that's, and that's and the weirdness of yeah. it. Yeah. And like, I know a lot of people who will not and watch this fair. movie. And that is fair. Again, this is where you know, the art versus the artist. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't want to go anywhere near Polanski... Dig it. Dig, I it. dig it. I hear you. Yeah, I, I hear you. But if you can separate it, it's a worth-your-time movie. It definitely is. And staying, actually, going... I should say going back to Italian and a movie I'm going to watch for the first time and I'm super excited uh, with Argento. Have you ever seen Opera Genius? No, but I heard about it. I heard that I would love it. And it's... And speaking of eyes, that's the thing I remember of it. It's with the, the eye trauma, with the yes. eyeballs, with the needles in the eyes. Yes. That will be playing. Um, Which Pally has the eyeball thing? Is it Chad Fu or is it Bobby? Oh, I think it's Chad. I think well, So we probably won't see Chad potentially at that <laughs> particular screening. I will be there, though, because this is one that's been on my list for quite some time. 
Um, there was a nice Blu-ray that was put out by it. I just didn't pick it up, but I think I knew maybe just somehow or another I'd get a chance to see it on the big screen for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I will definitely be out for opera. And it's and Argento. Then, and Argento. And it's basically, it's a little bit later Argento as well. Like, like mid-80s, like 83 to 85, I think. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Now, going back classy again, which I love, and another film that I saw re- uh, for the first time within the last probably like three years... A uh, movie that's been remade, a movie that is super influential, a movie that Sam Raimi is definitely a fan of, but the original OG, The Haunting. That movie is slick. It surprised me, it just in terms of the style, mm-hmm. the cinematography, just the way the camera moves. And the way that it's scary. It's, yeah. And like, John DeBont fucked up. Because like... The wow, ba- why do you say that? <laughs> wow. Hey, what's the matter? What's all the haunting about? Buddy, hey. buddy, buddy, I gotta haunt the house. Hey, but, where'd my head go? What's happening? What's hey, aren't you taken? <laughs> but um <laughs> but no. Yeah, no, it, the haunting, the new one, eh. but the old one, that 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 is some good old school camera trickery. Yes, yes. It's got those weird disorienting angles. It's one of those it's almost freak out movie. It is, it is, it's 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 kind of a cool movie. Yeah, it's like super it cool movie. Is yeah, it's one of those that really, really surprised me upon seeing it. So I definitely want to try to see that one again. Now, especially on the big screen. Well, that's just it. And ideally, I think they're going to try to make sure that most of the Shocktober stuff is in Theater One. Splendid. Yes. And of course, if you're not in the area, Theater One is the big theater. That's the one you definitely want to see these. And playing in the big theater is going to be a double feature. <laughs> We're talking the OG Halloween mm. from 1978. And the Halloween from 2018. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I haven't actually sat down to watch them back to back yet. Neither have I. Neither I, have I. I need to, I, and I want to know how that plays. And we did our episode on it. I think we're going to do a commentary on it. I think um, we'll do. We genuinely enjoyed the flick, but not necessarily going from back to back like uh-uh. that and trying to discount all the other stuff that they're discounting. And I think one of the reasons why we didn't watch it back-to-back when it came out is like, because wasn't that the year that we saw the original Halloween like six times? Six times. Six times. We've seen it six times in one month. It was a little overkill. Like, okay, we're going to host this Halloween hoot nanny. Man, what if it's Halloween? Oh, fucking better not be. This would be number six. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Bob says, check it out. Halloween, 78. Fuck. Fine. Fine, it's Joe Bob. It's Halloween. Let's do Let's it. Do it's it. fine. Deedle doon. Now, those are the repertory screenings that are going to be happening. Uh, here in the month of October, though, we do have some new horror coming out. And the latest from the auteur that gave us Raw, Julie Ducarno, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Shimmy, shimmy, ya. Yeah. I don't. Titane? Titan, titane? Titane. Titane? Titania? Titania? However we're pronouncing it, it is playing the week of the first, and I've already heard a lot of hype behind the film, which I hopefully you don't hear because we know how the hype can burn you, but I have been looking, from from my first experience with Raw... I realized any film she was going to be doing, I'm going to be seeing. So I'm Raw was I was I'm down with Raw. Raw is dope. Raw is amazing, and apparently this one goes places. Really, I'm looking forward to where they go. Now, those are all indoor. Outdoor uh, on Friday, that would be the first. Going classy with this one again. God, I love you, Screenland. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. (laughs) So they can go classy outside with Psycho and and uh, get trashy inside with us. 
Isn't that the best? Uh, that's what's best in life, exactly. my friend. I'm afraid my viewers will not understand me. Gave me a giggle on your last media rewind. Some jokes I put just for you, dude. <laughs> I appreciate that. And then on Saturday, uh, in the back lot there, I I appreciate the TV series more than the film. But I know the TV series couldn't exist without the film, so you got to give proper love to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> with with Rutger Hauer and, and, and Pee-wee. And, and, and. Well, I was just biting Francis the other day. Like, Francis. I can't I always, see Pee-wee not... It's tough. It's, it's, it is. Well, Even when I he always, shows up in What We Do in the Shadows as his vampire characters, it's still like, Francis. <laughs> I always forget that uh, Howard's in that one mm-hmm. with that great little pencil-thin mustache. Now, also then on the second, outdoors, Kansas City Horror Club has a little something for us. Yes. at the, Not at Screenland, mind no, you, no, no, but at the Twin Drive-In in Independence on October 2nd, that's Saturday, we are sh- having our... Horror at the Drive-In 2021, Back from the Dead. We are showing Tom Savini's remake of Night of the Living Dead and the Dan O'Bannon classic, Return of the Living Dead. It's $10 an entire carload, so pack them in like a clown and bring them all in. And the great thing about it is it was right before it, starting at 4 o'clock. The movie started at 7, but starting at 4, the gates will open, and you can partake in over 25 all local horror vendors selling their spooky wares. Perfect for Halloween. I was going to say perfect for the holidays that are mm-hmm. coming up. Go ahead and stock up for your oh, Christmas absolutely. wares. Uh, but then also outdoors that week, I believe on uh, October 6th at Lemonade Park, the one and only Jill Gavargazion's stylist will be playing outdoors. That's rad. And I can imagine in an outdoor setting, being it's such a Kansas City-based film, you could almost feel... Feel the Kansas City aspect yeah, of it. Claire yeah, Claire just wandering around potentially. And me twerking. A blink and you'll miss it <laughs> moment, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness. And also technically... A blink in your moment, you'll see me as a street tough, you'll see my living room, you'll see so much of Kansas City, so much of just what's awesome about this area. And so much of what's not awesome. You'll see a whole bunch of junkhead. (laughs) God help us. God help us all. Well, then the following week, starting on October 8th, our Friday Night Fright That Time Genius is a movie that we love and adore. It's definitely gotten a critical reevaluation here within the last... Five years or so, I would imagine. Yeah, that sounds about right. But it still is divisive. Uh, we're going to be taking in A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge. I am so glad it is getting the reevaluation now, especially with the themes, yes. especially with what it actually is dealing with when yes. you look underneath it. It is the perfect time. This movie 100% equivalently came out too soon i don't think the 80s were ready for friday or nightmare 2 where they weren't ready for freddy oh <laughs> well let's just say this movie has single-handedly ruined marshall bell, bell for the for both of us everybody. <laughs> we we can't watch any movie no, nope, no. as soon as marshall bell there's towels coming in and snapping around it's, and yeah it's ridiculous and horrible so and did somebody say leather daddy <laughs> Robert Russler's performance alone should make you come out for that one. Now, then, the other repertory uh, films that are going to be playing that week, the movie that just won our most recent Into the Mouth of March Madness film Mm -hmm. from 1981, you're going to have a howling good time with an American werewolf in London. A naked American man's going to steal your balloon. (laughs) Again, if healthcare 
was like the way it's presented. Yeah, hell yeah. If, if Jenny Aguilar came in and like would take care of me, like a housemaid nurse, hell yeah. I'm I gonna, get sick every day. I'm going to have a stiff upper lip, my friend. I'm going to be doing yeah. tea, tea and crumpets. Overtly. Uh, a road trip will be happening. Now, that's a little bit more or less family-friendly fare. The next two films are definitely very gateway. And in fact, uh, an animated film that shocked me at actually how kind of terrifying it is uh, Henry Selleck's Coraline. It's that is legit scary. It really that is, is a legit scary movie. It's just the whole button eyes and the fact that you're like, yeah, you are home, silly. <gasps> we I watched it with my little nephew, and I just was anticipating some just little animated film, just you know, gateway horror, this or that. Not even gateway, just like something I, silly, yeah. something like Mon, like Hotel Transylvania. Exactly, exactly. G- grins and giggles, and no, it was. It's themes. It's yeah. themes and scares. Yeah. It's a it's it's a legit horror movie. It is. It's it for is. kids, but it's a horror movie. No, it's definitely when, again when we eventually we've been doing a lot of themed months. We're gonna do we're doing gateway, gateway horror, horror one month or even animated gateway horror. Again, so much out there that's like that. But another film that's kind of gateway and it's more teen oriented, and uh, legitimately love this one as well, The Craft. Which Me too. I saw that in the theater Did you? and like. Of course, come for the sexy witches, but stay for the really compelling story. And speaking of Robin, Robin Tooney and Robin Tooney, Feruza Bulk, not a deal breaker. Never, never swoon. She is absolutely swoon worthy. No, that one has always, always stayed with me. And then another film that not family friendly, going Italian again here, which I love, Lucio Fulci's The Beyond. I. Adore that movie. That is so good. Fucking the Seven Gateways to Hell. Yeah, also known technically as oh goodness, it's there's a it has another name and it's like one of the seven door or something. The, along se- those the lines. Seven yeah. Gates of Hell or something. Yeah. But that one, I mean, and I think we'll always have a soft spot for anything with Fulci because of Fabio, Fabio Fritzi. Yeah. Anytime I can bring out the cat hole, I'm always, always down. I'm always down with that. Now, those are going to be the uh, repertory indoor screenings on Friday, October 8th, outdoors. A nice, sneaky Thanksgiving horror film. Yes! And one that's definitely more family friendly The Adams Adam's Family Values. I enjoy The Adams Family. The only movie of Adams Family I haven't seen is the two cartoons, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen The Adams Family Reunion, and I want to because it's Tim Curry as Gomez right. and Daryl Hannah as Morticia, right. and I'm like thinking perfect, but I haven't got a chance to run and see it. But I remember seeing one and two in the theater. I think that is, um, oh, what's Raul her Julia? name? No. Um, uh, oh, um, oh my God. Can't, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Angelica Houston. No. Um, oh, Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. That is Joan Cusack's finest role. Finest role. She's so good. I, I want to wear the what she's wearing through that film. Like it's just so outlandish and wonderful. And you forget what an ensemble movie that is mm-hmm. and how outlandish it is. And uh, Harmony from Buffy the Vampire Slayer playing the one of the little girls at the the, the, the Thanksgiving camp. At the, she's also the one is it made from real girl scouts. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the victim. All your, your life. life. <laughs> Harmony, <laughs> and she shows us up in a hatchet. Oh, ah, cognitive dissonance. <laughs> Damn it, genius! Thank you. Saturday, <laughs> a film that very divisive has multiple ways you can interpret it. Um, 
Also features, we talk about Natural Born Killers giving us the performance of Rodney, of a, of a character that's just nasty. Yeah. Patrick Swayze plays a character in this film that is just nasty and gnarly. Of course, we're talking Donnie Darko. All around me are familiar faces, worn out places, worn out faces. I remember loving the movie when I first saw it because I was really big into philosophy at the time. Yeah. And that movie is all about weird interpretations, so I dug into it. But it's it's I, a pretentious teen's gateway. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? Cuz I think like I understood it and I love cinema, you know, but yet like now I don't understand it, but I still love I love trash and greatness. Well, did you ever watch the director's cut of that? That's weird. I did not like it. It's weird. I don't I think it took a lot out. It took all of it out actually. Yeah. It's because then it's like, no, this is what it's about. This is what the philosophy of time travel is. And it led nothing to interpretation. Yeah. That's uh, one of the rare occasions where I really. The director's the cut is not as good yeah. as. Yeah. No, that's that's not very often. But that one is definitely. It happens. And Bad Santa is another one like that. Bad Santa director's cut yeah. is nowhere near as good as a theatrical cut. Bad Santa's director's cut is almost a drama. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are the sandwiches still involved? Yeah, there's still, but there's a lot more like aspect of why he's terrible, really? and more into his like not flashbacks, but more into his psyche of how he's just a miserable human being, and just drags makes the film almost a dramedy as yeah. opposed to like just being being bad Santa yes. ass clown. You know, it's just <laughs> doing it for you and me, little boy. <laughs> <laughs> staying outdoors. Another movie that actually Dustin's going to get a giggle out of that I one. Hopefully he does. <laughs> um, a movie that and listen when I prefer to watch the thing when it's cold, mm -hmm. when there's snow on the ground. Of course, plays well all around. I actually like to watch it in the hot because I'm like, ah, oh, it's nice and cool now. But another film that I love to watch when it is snowing outside, and who knows, it's October outdoors at Lemonade Park. Maybe it'll snow for the shit. The, the shinning. shinning? The shinning. You don't want to get snood. <laughs> Listen, you want to talk about something that people... Surprisingly, though, the sh the shinning didn't do all that well in the uh, Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament it participated in. No, it in. didn't. And you know why? Because there was a certain person lacking in that movie. It was from 237, not 227. If this movie starred Jack Hay, I think it would have won. Would that have been like uh, maybe Scatman Crothers' mm -hmm. sister, girlfriend? You got the shine. Marinette's got the shine. Ooh, ooh. Does any movie, does every movie get made better with Jack A? Of course. Spe especially if it's like a Farley Brothers movie, because then it could be something about Mary. <laughs> oh boy. So, going next week to the 15th. <laughs> Keep giggling, because the giggle's going to continue with our next Friday Night Fright. Um, a, <laughs> a film both of us watched for the first time this year. We did an episode of it back in January when we did The Wide World of Weird. It's got a 4K restoration, and the minute I saw that it was going to be going out there, I went to Adam and was like, listen, I don't care what you have to do, but in the month of October, one of our Friday Night Frights... Oh, it's a Friday Night Fright! ...is going to be Possession. It's a Friday Night Fright! It's a Friday Night Fright. I'm telling people what it's about. I'm gonna come in. You go. You might. And I'm telling. I'm gonna warn people. I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna laugh hard. I'm gonna max caddy it. 
I'm gonna sit in the front row. Fuck, I might even light up a stogie. stogie. <laughs> waiting for fuck foo and waiting for like what about Bob and like oh. the cook that comes and that makes me mad and just throwing around shit and then and like I said, and you're gonna come out and you're like, this is a thought-provoking film. We need to make sure we're on total opposite sides when we're talking. And you know what? At this point, we still have the costumes. Can I put on the angel outfit and you can put on the devil? Absolutely. Because again, I adore this movie. I think it's one of the greatest horror films ever. But I also know where you're coming from because I watched it with you and I was like, whoa, this movie plays so differently. Because everybody's like, oh my god, this is such a she. She's over there like having this traumatic experience and really expressing it in an interpretive dance of some sort and freaking out. And everybody's like, oh, it's such a powerful, wonderful performance. And I'm over here. Ah, she's a maniac, maniac on the flow, right? And then everybody, you're gonna be like, yeah, this movie's very thought provoking. It's about like. The marriage breaking down and what's going on the the Cold War and back you'll hear us uh, and then no fucking it's gonna be me and what else is about this movie about a girl fucks an octopus and so yeah and Heinrich oh I love Heinrich Heinrich Heinrich, Heinrich is awesome Heinrich is wonderful the, so. I'm not saying this is a bad movie no, I enjoyed not. this movie but I enjoy this movie a, for camp yep. as and, opposed to like drama well and it's funny because I think people viewed Hereditary the very same way where people I remember hearing and reading about people laughing their way throughout it because it is so over the top. I was cracking up, and it, it was an angry laugh. And same thing with Midsommar. But when those two, when it was geriatric cliff diving, I fucking bursted laughing. And everybody's looking at me like, oh, like just shocked. And I'm like, what the fuck ever? This ain't Poughkeepsie tapes. This movie's funny as fuck. Ugly Americans. <laughs> Man, this is just turning into like an anti-Ari Aster tirade. I'm sorry, Ari Aster fans. I stand by what I say, but I'm sorry for dera- railroading, uh, disrailing our Shocktober thing. Well, you're making me laugh, though. So that Girl helps. fucks an octopus. It's very true. It's, it's, it's in the movie. Almost. Almost. Well, then, if that's not <laughs> quite your thing, if the squiddly diddly isn't your thing, well, we have some more family-friendly fare. And in fact, a film, it's and I've seen that, it's got Devin Sawa in it, young Devin Sawa, we're going all the way back to Casper, the Friendly Ghost. I like Casper, the Friendly Ghost. I saw that in the theater. Does it also have Christina Ricci? Absolutely has Christina Ricci. Devin Sawa shows up at the end. Oh, okay. As He's Casper, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. See, again, I haven't seen the movie, but I know that. Yeah, he's Casper. But it's got uh, it's got Pullman in it. It's oh. got um, it's cameos by... Uh, it's kind of funny. It's got a Dan Aykroyd cameo Don't. as a Ghostbuster. I- I might have to see this one then. They're is funny. It, the uncles it? are funny. And I remember seeing, like, this is funnier than I expected. And then later on, they made a cartoon of the movie mm-hmm. based on the movie. And it was, like, about the uncles. And that show was hardcore funny. Really? It was a lot of adult humor. Way more. It was very, it was very, remember that cartoon Freakazoid? Mm-hmm. All the adult humor thrown in there? Mm-hmm. It was along those lines of like a Freakazoid or an Animaniacs with just the amount of adult humor and irreverentness. Nice. But it felt like the movie and it cracked me up. The movie is a genuinely good movie. So I should seek it out. I enjoyed it. Okay. I have issues with the end, but like, <clears throat> as in like if they, spoilers, if they can make a machine that can reverse death or deal with ghosts, why are they keeping it for themselves? Anyway, they can make bank. Bank, I tell you. Be rich. Rich as kings. Well, the uh, film that didn't make bank, unfortunately, because I think it was a little bit ahead of its time, and what I love the fact that it is playing the same week as Possession, if you're a Sam Neill fan, you can get Weird Out in Outer Space with 
an underrated flick, without a doubt, Event Horizon. Event Horizon is fucking spectacular. You don't need eyes to see where you're going with Event Horizon. It is so good. It's And actually, uh, Scream Factory put out a really nice Blu-ray here this last year, so I'm hoping more people will discover it, but I'm actually excited the fact that Possession and Event Horizon are playing in the same week. Now if we throw in um, Damien and oh, yeah. uh, Mouth of Madness, oh, we man. can have like all sorts of good Sam Neill. One of these days, you're going to have to have a Nerdoween just of Sam Neill. Of Sam Neill? Yeah. I'm down. Just of Sam Neill. I'm totally down with that one. Uh, ooh, Another film, then, uh, with a filmmaker that gets lumped into uh, genre for the most part, but people always forget the other stuff he did within genre. Uh, George Miller is responsible for, of course, The Road Warrior. Um, but amongst other things, there was The, the Babe. Babe, The series. Babe movie. Happy Feet. Happy Feet. And a little film that I have not seen in so friggin' long. I fucking love this movie. How long has it been since you've seen The Witches of Eastwick? About six years, and it's so good. It still holds up. Does it? Yes. I think it's next to The Joker. I think it might be one of uh, Nicholson's best performances. Well, it also features our favorite uh, professional reactor, uh-huh. Veronica Cartwright. Yeah, and it's got uh, Cher. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, and Susan Sarandon. It's... Well, and it's it's the redhead, the brunette, and the blonde. Uh huh. It's it's and yeah. and cherries, lots and lots of cherries. I remember the vomiting scene, and I remember specifically a point when you see Jack Nicholson's as like this naked giant thing. Mm-hmm. Does that is that in that movie? I think I so. If I remember right, that? yeah. Okay. When he's like, I've had it with this shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness, I am really looking forward to seeing that one. And the fact the that it's George again. Miller. Yes. It's Chrome. <laughs> not mediocre with that film. Uh, another film that is truly not mediocre and is definitely in my wheelhouse uh, from 1986. Part of the whole satanic panic. Uh, anything with heavy metal was going to make you go straight to hell. Unless you were a fan of Sammy Kerr and the wonderful Trick or Treat. Do not bring in the mixtape or the Walkman. Don't listen to it. I'm really surprised you're playing Trick or Treat. You know, not necessarily that's a deep cut. Right. But like, well, the last time I watched it, I have seen it in the theater before. It, it was that wonderful night where uh, I saw it on a 35 millimeter print at the Draft House, and over here at Screenland, Jackie Kahn was here screening Blood Diner. Yeah, and the, all on the same night. I'm like, my goodness, what a what a what a great time to be alive here. Yeah, no, when you have to take a choice between Sammy Kerr or Shitar, that's a good choice. No one loses in that case. No, not at all. So come on out if you're a headbanger for that one and. Oh my goodness! I, I think this not this film, but a film in the franchise is responsible for one of our most memorable moments here at Screenland, where we kind of felt an audience turn against a film, and at the very end, we heard boo for Ravenger. But I don't think we'll get a boo for the OG nineteen seventy nine classic Phantasm. We should come in like the movie's about to begin, sir. But you've got to do that weird ass thing, sir. sir. <laughs> that whole arch of the brow. Yeah, again, Matilda May was definitely a great special effect. Angus Scrim was a good special effect. Oh my goodness! And the fact that he actually did uh, liner notes for albums back in the day—that's insane. He led an incredible life, and he's probably best remembered as the tall man in Phantasm and. For good reason, because mm-hmm. that movie is his. That's a nutty. It's oh, a really it's, good movie, but it's nutty. It's it doesn't make sense. It's one of those that if someone watches it and they're like, "I don't like it because I don't get it," 
That's cool. Yep. I get you. I get yep. you. It's then then may I suggest not to watch the others because it just two is great, but then it goes way off the rails oh, from it gets there. Weird. It truly gets weird. Now those are the repertory screenings that are happening that week of the uh, the fifteenth. There, uh, you know what? I forgot to mention. We're gonna so phantasm. We're gonna see a balding ice cream man battle demonic dwarves while a young boy fights an old man in his balls. Anytime to get that in there. Well, eventually, when we do the game of games, I'm sure that <laughs> for the fourth time. Phantasm <laughs> um, for Oblivion. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> now, new release and another a film that was supposed to come out last year, but was a COVID casualty. Cannot wait. I've avoided the latest trailer for it because I heard it gives even a little bit more away. But we're eventually going to finally experience Halloween Kills. Oh, I cannot wait. I was thoroughly wonderfully surprised with the, uh, the Halloween. Movie. Yep. And I was like, oh, shit, I can't. I'm excited for it. And then when the trailer popped out of nowhere, I was like, holy fuck, October cannot come soon enough. And you forced me to watch that first trailer because I was even trying to avoid that because I'm going to see the movie. So right. So this isn't going to make me want to see it anymore. But just the little bits and pieces that I've got, I'm all in. I was like, dude, there's so many like like little things like Casual fans would not pick up, but yep. we definitely like. You see that silver shamrock, silver shamrock, silver shamrock. So like, yeah, all sorts of perfect. And I know that's going to be playing for a couple of weeks now. Outdoors on Friday the fifteenth, a movie again, a movie I just discovered last year, and I'm kicking myself for it because I had such a freaking good time with it, and it's definitely family friendly. And I understand might be getting a sequel here eventually, but the OG Hocus Pocus freaking rules. OG Hocus Pocus rocks, doesn't it? Oh, my God. It's so fucking good. Doug, uh, Doug Jones kills it as the zombie. The, the Sanderson sisters. Oh. I've never been a fan of Sarah Jessica Parker, but I'll tell you what. In this movie, she fucking kills it. And the fact, like, she runs amok. A killer of kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a killer. There are kids. their whole thing is going to eating children. I love it. I Disney, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my well, Disney used to be dark back in the day. Fuck yeah, Disney used to be dark. Return Disney. to Oz, something wicked this way comes, the black cauldron. Fuck yeah, there is dark S- shit. Some definitely distressing stuff going on there. But then the following night on Saturday the sixteenth, another movie that we freaking love and have talked about and is funny and is heart wrenching and has made me address my life to get my life together. Shaun of the Dead never fails. Never fails. You can't help but love that movie. I don't think I've ever met anybody like, fuck that movie. That movie's dumb. I'd be shocked. Me too. I, and again, I, I, if, if you don't like it, that's fine, but I don't know if we'd get along if you can't get something out of Shaun of the Dead. And see, that's what I don't get a lot of the people like, oh, it's funny. It's not horror. I'm like, that boggles my imagination, the fact that you can't, you, you think you can't have horror and comedy. Those two work together. Shaun of the Dead is the perfect example. There's moments where it's fucking terrifying, and there's genuine pathos oh and care, God. but it's also funny as fuck. Yeah. It, it, it's wonderfully balanced, and that's why I think we love Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost so much. Speaking of Edgar Wright... I kind of want to watch that last night in Soho. Oh, that'll be coming up next week, my friend. You'll be in for it. Now, the uh, Lemonade Outdoor Screening Possession. Watched it the first time by myself. Had one experience. Watched it with you. Had a totally different experience. Mandy, which is playing at Lemonade Park the week of the 15th. (laughs) First time I watched it. Wonderful experience. Watched it with you and Dustin. Sandwiches! And immediately was like, oh, 
just your company can change how a movie plays for you. <laughs> so make sure you're saving some room for some goblin. Some, some goblin good mac goblin, and cheese. Yep. And uh, just some rage cage goodness, but not the rage cage you're experiencing. No, it's not the rage cage you want. It's the rage cage you need. Well, then that next week on the 22nd, our Friday Night Fright, speaking of a horror comedy and definitely balancing it, I'm super excited for this one because I've never seen it in the theater I know you saw all three of them back to back in the theater, but we're going with Adam Green's Hatchet. Yes, yes, yes. That's one of the greatest slosher kills is when he pez dispensers that lady. Oh my God. And fucking Robert Regal, or Robert Reg. Oh, uh, Richard Reel. Richard Reel. I love him. I love him so much. And then again, Harmony. Yes. And uh, yeah. And and uh, Joel Murray. And Joel Murray. Joel Murray. It's such a, a, a random and, grab bag. And and um um. David Allen Moore? Yes. I love David Allen Moore. Everyone loves him. He's he's wonderful. Um, but it's, I will say this. For those of you um, that are in uh, Crypt Keepers, uh, part of the uh, movie Crypt fam- film family, show up early because I have a very special pre-show um, and very much devoted to our good good friend of the family here, Adam Green, and just everything with the movie Crypt. Arwen. Arwen, yeah. You know. It just a sweetie. We, we love them. We love yeah, we them. do. So I'm... Super excited for that. But then another film that, not fun, not a lot of levity, and it's international, and a film that we actually saw a few years ago as part of Dismember, mm-hmm. we saw a 35 millimeter print of I Saw the Devil. Yeah, that is not a fun movie. That is not, there is no levity in that movie. There is no moment of happiness in this movie. Yeah, there's no there is no, there is no, there is nothing good I mean, this movie is, don't get me wrong, this it's is a, a fantastic, movie. super great, wonderful movie, but it is not a good movie. There is there is nothing uplifting no. or happy about this movie at fucking all. It is brutal, it is dark, it is mean. It's it's the one I thought we, I didn't think we'd have any walkouts, but I thought we'd have some people just like, oh, I can't go on. And it turned out to be one of everybody's Favorites. favorites. Favorites of the fucking thing, the awesome. most hardcore, and we planned it to like have a really fun one yep. and like have like a, a crowd favorite pleasing one, <laughs> and then like all of a sudden like no fucking House of the Devil was awesome, like holy shit, or not House of the Devil, fucking I saw the Devil was great, that was the best one. I'm like oh, god damn, that was the darkest one. Yeah, but yeah, no, never underestimate what people need. That <laughs> movie was is powerfully dark it's really really good though and worth your time now another film that actually just recently said they were going to be remaking um from 1987 and i i legitimately love this movie but i don't think i love it as many other people do uh what are your thoughts and feelings on the lost boys i think it's fantastic but i know a lot of people who that's their favorite movie yep. of all time i mean they yep. got tattoos they yep. memorize it yep i'm here for the greased up sacks <laughs> Tim Capella rules, man. Yeah, that, he does. It's a that's a cool movie. It is. It that is. is a very cool, especially indicative of the eighties, because you got the Corys in it. Well, and it's Schul- it's Joel Schumacher basically making the perfect eighties film. Mm-hmm. That's not too overtly cheesy. It's taking everything that you would really want in an eighties horror film. There's good practical effects. It's funny. It's it's, very- it's scary. And it's. It's got freaking uh the uh, Mr. Gilmore. Yeah, it does. Edward yeah. Ed Herman. Edward, Ed, yeah, and God rest his soul too. Yeah. That's just so sad. But no, that one much a becoming individual. <laughs> well then on Friday the 22nd outdoors, another Henry Selleck 
animated classic that's not nearly as terrifying as Coraline. It's one you could watch on Halloween. It's one you could watch during Christmas. It is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Making Christmas, making Christmas, it's a fine. I've only seen it one time. Really? Really. Really. I know. Is that hmm. bad? Hmm. No. No. But I, I know I've seen it multiple, multiple times. I saw it in the theater and like, I watch it at least once for Halloween because okay. like, it also, it gets me in the mood. Does it? It really gets me in the Halloween So it is in spirit. your rotation. Then. It is in my Halloween rotation. Perfect. Not Christmas, though. Actually, I take that back. Every now and then, every like almost every other year, it'll be in my Christmas rotation. That's cool. Especially because, you know, I decorate scary Christmas. Yes. And so, like, I usually like to watch that around Christmas time for a little bit of inspiration and oh. see how I'm going to do it this year. I might need to watch that one with you then, because I think watching it with you, especially, I'm sure you'll be singing along, mm-hmm. quite possibly. Uh, and then singing along that Saturday, the following night... It's an I've seen that for me, and I don't know if I will go out of my way to see it, but I know a lot of people dig it, but we are talking Sweeney Todd. The Demon Barber of Fleet Street? That is correct. I enjoyed that movie a lot. Well, I was also a theater kid, but like... That makes sense. It's... <sighs> How do I say this without sounding bad? Um, it's not my favorite musical. Oh, no, that's fine. It's not my favorite Depp. It's not even my favorite Burton. That's fine. But I enjoy it. If somebody puts it on, yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah. I don't know all the words to the song. I think it's kind of a bummer ending. Right. But, like, like it's I, I enjoyed my time watching it. Yeah. Well, then, uh, that that week, uh, the 22nd, at Lemonade Park Outdoors, another movie that we've watched. To the point now, with this particular film. Can we quote it? Oh, we can quote it. We can. Uh, but it's And it's been part of my DNA for so long that. I don't know how much I like watching it unless it's like in a theater with other people. But Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, one of the greatest horror films of all time. But I've I'll, seen it so many times. I'll only watch it in the theater. Yeah. You know, I won't like, oh, I'm going to put on Evil Dead 2. Now, if, if it's on, right? if it's on right TV, I'll stick and I'll watch it. Or like, oh, it's playing in the theater. Cool. Yep. I bet there's a whole bunch of normies that ain't never seen it. I'm yep. going to watch it. But honestly, I'll probably watch Army of Darkness and I'll... I'll watch my DVD of Army of Darkness before I watch my Evil Dead 2, which is weird because Evil Dead 2 was my gateway yep. to Raimi, yep. to gateway to Evil Dead. And so, like, Well, I'm kind of curious to see how that would play outdoors as well, especially given... Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it would so play really good outdoors. Lemonade Park has a lot of good stuff coming up here in the month of October. But then the following week, closing out Shocktober on the 29th, our Friday Night Fright closed out our very first Nerdoween Fuck yeah! Marathon. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! I've been waiting to see this in the theater again. I've been hoping it would become a Friday Night Fright. Bunch of ho-dunk, po-dunk, well then there, motherfuckers! <laughs> it's definitely a movie, uh, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, which I've grown to... Because... I love it. It's it's There's so much to love of it. It's kind of a perfect Tales from the Crypt sample. Mm-hmm. It's like... What is the essence of Tales from the Crypt? Demon Knight is the essence of Tales from the Crypt. Bizarre batshit uh, com- uh, com- uh, concept. Mm-hmm. Um, stars, star so stuff doing, doing an excellent job. Scary, violent, gory, and funny as fuck. Very funny. It's uh, Ernest Dickerson uh, directed. Of course, and he it's is. A, he is great. He's I mean, a national treasure. Yes, he is. Yes, he, he is. From everything he has shot to directing. Uh, have you ever watched Death by Temptation? Yes! 
way back in the Showtime, because it was a Showtime original. Yep. And I remember Kadeem Harrison and, and uh, Courtney B. Vance in Death by Temptation. But it was D-E-F, right? Yep. Like, as in yep. the comedy jam. Yep. And I was like, well, let's see what this is. I thought it was part of the comedy jam. Oh, my, oh, wow. Right? And so I was like, okay, I'll watch this. No, it ain't funny. No. And I was like, this is a good ghost story. It's I'm not 100% sure what's going on. I was young. Yeah. But, like, I think this is one of those It's one of those ones that you need to be a little bit older it goes to appreciate into some it. stuff like that. Yeah, Most it does. Definitely. There's a lot of themes, especially involving the church. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. But I haven't seen that in a minute, and I'm glad they're showing it again. Well, I, I picked up the Vinegar Syndrome, put out a Blu-ray of it, and I picked that one up. And Ernest Dickerson shot that movie, and he—it's just again—he's responsible for so much c- cinema in the U.S. Between like Do the Right Thing, mm-hmm. Malcolm X, Jimmy Bones, Jimmy Bones, that you mind? So much goodness there. Uh, but then we're going to be doing the Time Warp, not on Friday, thankfully, but with the Shadowcast, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I am not hosting. No, you will not be. <laughs> it's on a Saturday, my friend. You'll be good. Okay. But that basically closes out the indoor repertory screenings. But then on the 29th, Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho comes out. I want to see it. I so badly, but it I... It looks weird. weird. Yeah. It's... It looks odd. Someone said, and unfortunately people are using the term Jallo. I think they're overusing it at this point, but they said it's kind of maybe one of his Jallo type kind of flicks. Which, if that's the case, I'm all for. If, if it is, because anything he does is an homage yeah. to another thing is either spot on or wonderfully absurd. Like that whole, like, uh, his homage to action movies is Hot Fuzz. And that yeah, was oh, a great movie. Goddamn so I fuzz. can't even imagine what his homage to um, Jallo is. Plus the fact that you got Anna Taylor-Joy, and she is quickly becoming one of my genre favorites. She's literally playing just like 10 feet of us right now with the beach. In Theater 4 right now. I would like to live deliciously. You can live deliciously. And you can go outdoors to live deliciously on the 29th. The late, great Wes Craven's immortal classic, Scream, will be playing outdoors. Wonderful. Cannot wait. I'm looking forward to the new one. Oh, we're big fans of Scream 4, actually. Scream 4 is great. We legitimately, we'll go to bat for that one. Yeah, we will. But you mentioned that Saturday, a different kind of trick-or-treat is going to be playing the one you have to watch for Halloween. This, this is in it my is. holiday rotation. This is in my Halloween. I have, I have to watch. I and I, ever since this came out, I have to watch Trick or Treat and Tales of Halloween at least once in October, or else I'm like, this is fucked up. It, you feel off, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So if I don't, it's a, it's on my Halloween on Halloween night. It's yep. watching it. Absolutely. So that'll be playing that Saturday, and that will technically close out the outdoor stuff indoors going on at Screenland for Shocktober. The last I've, time I saw it the for Trick or Treat was at the drive-in. Was it? Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that was last year. That was last God damn. It seems so long ago. I know. But it doesn't because it's only a few weeks away again. Mm-hmm. So make sure to head to Screenland.com to find out all the stuff going on in Shocktober. Uh, definitely go to our Facebook page because we're going to be posting events that we will be hosting. But I know I've got a few first-timers I'm going to be seeing on the big screen, and I cannot wait. Is there a certain one that you're, like, super excited for first Opera. time? I'm really looking forward to that one because also I put together a little bit of a pre-show and trailers and uh, oh, nice. I think you'll enjoy it. I'm down for Argento. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm down well, for Italian. And filling in that Argento gap, you know, mm-hmm. recently we both watched Tenebrae for the mm-hmm. first time, uh, so it's just it's getting there. And even the produced ones by oh, yeah. Argento, Wax Mask. Oh, Wax Mask was wonderful. <sighs> so good. So we've got lots of stuff coming up here, so make sure to check out all of that. Now here, it's kicking off the month of October, I know we are definitely truly going to be celebrating Halloween. Mm-hmm. 
what kind of Halloween? You just got to wait to find out. So until that time, this is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee, kids. Don't forget, Shocktober coming up October 1st with a kickoff of Nerdoween. Get your tickets now, kids. It's time. Shocktober. It's time. And we'll see you in your dreams. <laughs>